podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system, DLS. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. Right, good evening there. A bit of a shark cut off there. Normally I find it a lot better than that, but I didn't this evening. Um, if you've been watching on the Periscope, or you haven't, or you have, or you have, you haven't, you have, you have, um, you'll notice that we are in a slightly different uh, surrounding tonight, so the sound might be slightly different to how it normally is, but maybe a little bit more like because of the high ceiling that's in there. Um, anyhow, we went with a monster pod. We said it was a monster pod. We have a monster pod. We've got seven of us um, talking crap about anything we can think of, so there's a bit of uh, transfer nonsense. There's a bit of FSG nonsense. There's a bit of Brendan Rogers nonsense, and then there's an absolute bit of nonsense right at the end. Um, in tonight, we've got Sean, we've got Neil, we've got Steve-O, we've got Andy, we've got Jamie, and we've got Dave, and we've got myself, Phil. Um, we, you know, it's more or less the, the, the compendium of lads who have either hosted the show or been around most of the shows for the last six to eight months. Um, as we look forward to the new season and, and sort of get our heads together to decide what we're going to do and how we're going to bring the pod a bit forward. Anyhow, um, I won't hang around any longer. Get on, good hour here of your time. Actually, I think it's a bit under an hour this week, so hopefully the traffic isn't too bad with all the schools gone away, so I'll just fit the commute nicely and uh, if you need a bit more to fit in Jordan on your commute watch the Periscope again that was a bit of a laugh as well wasn't it Sean it was, it was Sean yeah. I was going to sing a song at the opening of this but uh, it's quite late in the evening and I can't be arsed I need to go home I need to drop Sean home as well I need to put all the stuff back into the old bunker so um, anyway I'll hand it over to the lads Okay, gents. Um, monster, monster pod, monster pod, monster pod. Um, a lot of lads in the house. We've got Sean, we've got Neil, we've got Steve, we've got Andy, we've got Jamie, we've got Dave. Basically, the greatest hits of your season. It's the people that people always want to talk about, except with the exception of Paul Brennan, who unfortunately died during the week and he's been buried with Trev. <laughs> <laughs> expect to see Paul Brennan on the night. We're supposed to be at his funeral now at the minute. Is that fucking? Is that fucking? He's always saying, can't be arsed with the pod, so it's, it's yeah. everyone to get back um, anyway so look lads you know it's been a fairly quiet week not, mu- not much has happened since the last podcast with the exception of us not signing Van Dijk or Salah which we discussed on the whole last podcast have been a brilliant signing for Liverpool Football Club and Athletic Grounds Southampton Pool what's done? Salah Salah's done Jay yep Saris 
Can't, can't tell sauce. you. What sauce did you get it from? Can't Heinz. tell you. Heinz. If I said, right, I'll just put words randomly, right? And if these words happen to be right, you nod. Okay. Right? And I'll tell the listeners if you're nodding or not, right? Jay Riley. <laughs> nod. <laughs> <laughs> right, Grant. Like Gray said it. Is it? it... <laughs> <laughs> Has he? He's your mate. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig him out here. I am. Who? Grant Kelly. Why? The fucking, the stick he was getting. There was no, well, I he, think that was uncalled for, to yeah. be honest with you. Well, he, <laughs> well, he, he, there was he actually had, nothing incorrect in what he said. Yeah, exactly. Like, other, than, I, I believe, other than it was 44 million plus. He thought, he thought what the rest was <laughs> most was Buckle myself in. Graham's actually a sound guy. Like, no, but he no, but I, he genuinely like I don't think he was telling putting that out now. There was some things no, that yeah, were a little bit fucking they were hanging around and check this in fifteen minutes and that in fifteen minutes. Uh, but like it's not his fault the fucking deal fell through. Keep an eye on Twitter in fifteen minutes was said. Oh, yeah, but it's not I think I even tweeted something like yeah. that. I'm of off course, the pulp for the price. It's, it's not his fault the deal fell through. Listen, listen, he painted there's a solution and painted a problem. Part of the problem. Thank you. Move on. Well, see, it depends on how you look at it. Actually, I think it's 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 all part of the problem. It's worth it's worth exactly. Social media is the problem. That's no. the answer. There's too, no though. there's no cure to it. So just accept it. Move on. Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. It's done. Extreme Social stuff, media man. isn't the problem. Thanks, Dave. Social media fans extremism. Are the, problem. the fucking idiot, <laughs> aren't it? Listen, Bill fans are fundamentalists. Wank Scorpio. The thing is with it, the thing is with Liverpool fans, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. No, like, well, you look at now, there was the same people. No, can I, can I, I'll just jump in, Sean, and, and Dave, I want to ask on, on, this, like you, on this specific <laughs> point. That's on the house. Basically, right? We've got a load of ITKs, right? We've a load of pretendy ITKs. Mm-hmm. We've a load of rumour Probably merchants. Probably you in this room. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to know, Stephen. Don't know what you're talking about. Know. Um, but all I'm saying is, and Dave, you're, you're a rational man, so you're, you're always good for, a, for an opinion around this, but like, if, there was, if, if we didn't have the lads who do know a few things and put it out there on, on Twitter, right? How many fake ITK accounts would then be paid attention to? Now, this is this like it's it's almost like you have to have a few real ones just so as people aren't constantly going on about the but, fake ones. But it's market economy, right? The reality is it's supply and demand. People want transfer information, yeah. and they're willing to swallow anything. So the reality yeah, is, absolutely. it's 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 like complaining about what the Daily Mail put in their paper. Stop buying a fucking Daily Mail then. You know, exactly. it's it's like a, it's it's supply and demand. So there are people who, you know, maybe three, four years ago legitimately said, Oh, I happen to know a little bit of something, didn't think it would stick. And then for three years they get hounded over, oh, do you know anything about this? Do you know anything about that? And then people call themselves, you know, the Anfield cat or the Anfield mole or the Anfield whatever, and suddenly... No all, one calls themselves that. <laughs> they're all releasing these little uh, bits of information to get subscribers, and then what happens is you get 3,000 Twitter followers, suddenly betting companies want you to retweet bets, and then you're making money. So, you know, it's a mar- it's market economy, and the only way you can stop it is to say, well, you know, I know where good news comes from, I know where good... And also... It's not real life, lads. Like, exactly. whether we sign defender A or defender B or left back A, or, it, it's not real life. It's it's a soap opera. It doesn't matter. So, But that's the appeal of it. From, that's from what mass, I'm saying. It's, it's, it's that's why opera, the demand yeah. is there. That's why the demand is there. It's because Think people the want the band, the band, yeah, Okay, it doesn't matter if you, if you separate real life from the sport. It's it, like, it's not called for that. 
Graham Kelly or whatever starts getting called a nonce or exactly. something. It escalates from... Um, yeah, actually, it escalates from just people talking <laughs> just about like football been and being that, that vindictive that you have to like, throw out that. But it's also like, if yeah, you put a bit of information out there, it's your choice whether you believe it or not, right? If you're upset that that information is then wrong, you've got to look at yourself, not the person who gave yeah, the information. That's but, what it is, yeah. oh, but the thing is... Oh, here's the question. If somebody comes out with that information yeah. and it is then incorrect... And they've put it out there for the adulation that comes along with putting out that. Like, there's no need is it for fair people. game. Is what it is fair game. Yeah. No, it's not even is it fair game. It is oh, fair game. It is 100 percent fair game, game. Yeah, fair game for them to take the abuse if they put it out there for oh, the no, adulation. I think they should should take abuse. So I think it's fair to call them on it and say, "Ah, dickhead, you got it wrong." Yeah. You know, but I don't think that's what happens in the most extreme of cases. <clears> you know, there's it becomes really. Well, you have nutbags going die. I hope your family yeah. get yeah. AIDS. Like Phil made a good point before. He said about social media and the influence of social media. I've seen people saying, oh, it's not the Liverpool way. We used to do our transfers in the background, you know, quietly go about our business. This That's because social media, drive down to the social media wasn't didn't there. No, no one had access to there this type of fax machine. Yeah, but also, like, what, what happened with us the, the weekend uh, last week with Van Dijk? That happens every summer where every other club and every other deal. Deals break down. Bridges are fucking born, and there's some that are amended. We just happened to do it in public, and we got yeah, caught. But, but our, we, our we, fan we, base, though, mate, at the same time, if we'd, if we'd have not released any type of information, right, and our fan base would be panicking that we're not yeah, doing deals. But that's fair so enough. then we make a leak, which incorrect, you know, that leak is going to cost Liverpool now. Phil is showing a picture of, who is that, Phil? No, I was just catching up on Love Island. But my point is, if, if we aren't making those leaks, everyone's panicking now off the back of City doing a bit of early business. So the club maybe felt compelled to release a little bit of information. Well, well, and Jamie, there's the problem again. The club, rather than doing the right professional thing, give in to stupidity from fans. Oh, no, I agree. Because it's the fucking... 12th of June now. Mm. When this shit started to happen, it was the 2nd or 3rd of June. Okay? There was no need for anybody to panic. Anybody panicking and saying, why have we not done our business yet? We know who we want or we should know who, are, who we want and we want our top target. It doesn't work like that. I've oh. seen it work like that once, I think, in, in all the time I can remember when Chelsea went out and got Fabregas and Costa on the fucking first day of the transfer window opening, I think it was. Mm. They signed those two. And they were exactly what was needed. A striker and a sentiment favour. But the thing is, worked. we also... Got, two other things here. First of all, we exist in a bit of an echo chamber in that 90% of the people we engage with on Twitter are Liverpool fans. Yeah. I would imagine if you were an Arsenal fan, there's people in, in there. It's the same. Circle that do the same is. on Spurs and Chelsea. So we think... Oh, Oh, it's only our club were useless. This deal fell through. As Sean mm. said, everyone goes through that. The second thing, the second thing as well, um, is that what's that? Oh yeah, no, you just got like. a talk there. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing is as well is that people, you know, are choosing where to get their news from, and then being annoyed when that news isn't telling them what they want. Exactly. Right. If it like, doesn't suit them, they don't want to know. Yeah. They look spoiled. Well, they look spoiled, Brett. The last transfer, the last two transfers that I can remember where we signed them, and I honestly didn't see it coming, was Clavin and Asahidi. <laughs> needed a Clavin circle. <laughs> Asahidi. But I can't yeah. think of any other signing we've done where it was just totally out of the blue, never saw it coming. Nobody leaked it be- days or weeks beforehand. <laughs> I don't know. Days, maybe when Alden was that just a day or two. That I happened. think when Adam was about a week. Before. Everybody was expecting Sissoko, and then it just turned into when yeah. Alden was when Alden got confused. Like, because everyone thought we were who, who we getting, Who's left? Uh, who has left the club? No, who was left when he went up to Newcastle with the players going out the door because they've been relegated? Oh yeah, 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 yeah exactly. No, like uh, I think, 
Well, I think we're worse than other clubs. Yeah, I, I, agree. I, I agree. I agree. Extremists of uh, Ups and social downs. media. I think you're right, Andy. And I think if you look at Paddy Power today tweeting, you know, the Liverpool football clubs oh, transfer cycle. window, the, the <coughs> transfer cycle, and it's like you know, uh, club leaks, whatever it is, fans go mad, and then it's whatever, articles about players coming to the thing, club backs down, sign doesn't happen, and, start, and club leaks another story. And it's, like, yeah. and it's just literally what it is. Now, if you've got, if you've got big accounts like that doing it, which I spot, like sports-related yeah. accounts, there's obviously... We, a common conception. Or, or that, they just they gauge the sentiments amongst the fans and, no, and pick on something. That's Paddy, 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 Power, Paddy Power and Omni Satwar and that, but that does an element to that. But if you, if, you, if you, I don't know if any of you uh, look at Media Watch on Football 365, right? They've done this thing uh, about Jer- um, John Cross and Arsenal, right? And every transfer window, he lists like nine players that Arsenal, that he's been briefed by Arsenal are going to sign. And they went through the last like six years. And they're saying two of them out of like 40 players. And this list always comes out after either Wenger signs a new contract or they fail to win the league or they do something. Yeah, it's it's the fans. So all clubs do this and all fans get sucked into it. And it's. I think then the only difference is our list, unlike most clubs, is that they're actual targets as opposed to exactly. most clubs just give exactly. here's a list, no, random list. Are they actual targets though? What's, who, who is saying that they're actual targets? Well, the club apologised to Southampton yes. because yeah, Van Dijk yeah, was. That's Salah that, is one that's, that, all... that's definitely ha- that there's definitely talks going on at the moment. Kate clearly they've inquired about him. How, why down. clearly? What what has given you any indication that What's they've the inquired it's about? The, it's the briefings that have been given. Kate, nothing. Think, you know, I nothing. Don't, I don't think that's a real. The, the journalist, the Liverpool-based journalist that you would trust have clearly been briefed that he is on a list. Me bollocks, um, why would you do that? The it only person, no sense, actually the it? only person I can only honestly say, money. the only person I've seen get involved in this sort of chat that I would say I could actually trust, and people can laugh about it all they want, is James Pierce. Because the stories he's come out with in the last two years that I can remember anyway, have actually been on the But money. he's linked us to Kate. Though. Yeah, but he doesn't say, he speaks like, you know, he, when yeah, things well, that's, that's, when, right. Right. But then that's, that's when to speak. But when you're talking you don't about, need to speak two weeks talking about fucking Kieta or, there's a few, like Salah, 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 Kieta. He's a nice player. Salah, Started with with, uh, with the Italian press leaking it with agents messing around and getting it out there and getting the ball rolling. The club don't admit to fucking ITKs or local journals. We're, we were signing them. It makes absolutely zero sense. And the, the Van Dyke thing comes from the Southampton end. And with the two married together that everybody's talking about, then you know it's a real thing. I, I but think when it's just like fucking bullshit, like coming on Twitter or somebody's this, a this bollocks. They your can't man, write. They your can't man from Lazio. Your man from Lazio. It's gone from Liverpool are looking to spend 26 million on them to Liverpool have had a 70 million euro bid rejected. Like it's just no, this, no, no. They, 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 had, they had a twenty, I, a twenty-eight million pound bid. See, this is the other problem. People can't read, yeah. right? That's a big problem. Like our fan base can't read. People don't want to read. They see what they want to see, no, and think, then I, they reject what they don't want to no, see. Sports. Does Liverpool have had a bid rejected for seventy million euro? Lazio midfielder Sergio Mar. No, but that's but Stephen. That report originally broke as being they had a twenty-eight million pound bid rejected, and, and Lazio wanted seventy million. And number two was broken. So what? Ha- and then what? 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 What also happens is is that that's 
they said there was 37 million in the difference. It probably turns out that Lazio want 37 million for him, right? There was a 28 million pound bid. <laughs> 37 and million apart. Somebody added 37 million onto the 28 and came up with 65 and then uh, rounded up to 70. Yeah, because that's yeah. what happened. And then they also changed sterling to euro as well and just used that interchangeably. <laughs> so using I, Japanese fucking I, I don't think there's an issue with the club drawing up a list and making it public because it yeah. can still turn players' heads. It can still get them interested that a big club like Liverpool are interested. I think the issue is when we claim to have 200 Million, million to spend on transfers because then that adds 15, Price 20, now. 30 million on to that I think that's all being just uh, journalists can't write the truth every day. They have to make stuff up. Otherwise, they, they have only to, have three papers. They have, have to, to write sell. a story on little feelers they've got or, you know, hunches. Like if somebody maybe mentioned something, then they, right, we're going to write a story. Yeah, but the Liverpool but it makes base. no sense. That, it makes absolutely no sense that somebody at the club has said, listen, uh, whatever. Pierce, uh, we've got a uh, war chest. Can <laughs> tell everyone now? That just oh, makes no sense. Actual chest for war. Yeah, but yeah. all our fans are clambering for us to spend money. They want to know who our targets are. Who are we going to go after now? Well, I think it makes, it may, oh, okay, you so, have to right, manage here's, your here's, fan base. It makes as well, sense. Right? It but, makes sense. We have money because for the last couple of seasons we haven't spent like mad money. But Sky money has come in. There's extra revenue for the stand has come in. Like, like yeah, there's loads of reasons why we should have money. Okay, and we're making more profits and stuff like that. They haven't been spending like mad and now we're in the Champions League. So it makes sense there's money. So rather than write an article and say, hello, fa- fellow fans. <laughs> <laughs> hello, fan pals. It makes sense we have money. Yeah, but It's better to say, we're going to spend a war chest. War chest is the fucking worst phrase you ever used. You say that on chest. You've got mileage. I think that has to be a chest. And the old coins. Okay, so let's go. Whatever about. Whatever about. Give Sean What's that, Sean? Whatever about war chests and all. Club came out there last week saying that you want seven players and that oh you don't get any trophies for spent for having a positive net spent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, that's the no, thing no, you so, want to hear. So that, so that, there you go. Okay, we, so have, we are going to spend something. money. Oh, I absolutely, I absolutely fucking. It's totally not. It's agree. not about yeah. fucking James Pierce saying that we have a fucking. We have a war chest, and you're making a story. It's it's something to write about. It makes sense. All that's, all that's happened in the last week has been a fucking blame game. It's yeah. them blaming them, blame. It suits everyone. It suits FSG for the fans to be saying, oh, them cunts leaking it. We've been incompetent yeah. with transfers for years. Well, M- multiple managers, multiple owners, and now we've multiple fucking last manager, couple have been managing right, directors. Though. Credit where credit's due. Like, where was the last, apart from this, the Van Dyke thing, we've got to see how that ends up, right? What was the last... Fuck up we had. The January for fucking... It's Conor Plianke. Conor Plianke. Dempsey, Teixeira. Willian. Teixeira. Teixeira, that was the most That was last year. That was last January. Well, what, what, what happened there? The club went balls out. Really? Jurgen Klopp oh. was talking about he signing him. He didn't it was, sign him. And, and to be honest, it was he, right. he, 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 he worth that level of money? It got to the stage where the club were so vocal about it. Yeah, yeah. but the manager said no. He didn't. He walked away from that. No, there was no, there wasn't because I remember the game and uh, it was your man of Jake Humphrey of BT and they were doing like a pre-game thing and he's in the office with uh, Jurgen Klopp, I think it is, and he says something to him about. He says, "Um, "What about that lad from Shakhtar?" And he just laughs her off. So it couldn't have been just fucking fallacy if oh, no, he really turned him down because of the price. Can, can we just go back to something Jamie said there a minute ago? And it was the club have to manage the fan base and give them the information they crave. They don't no, know what they a club don't. does it. No, no, okay, no, no, so no, even listen, for, let, just for a second, let me finish out. All clubs, you, all clubs might do it. You don't have to do it. Ask me, 99% of fans would be happy if we didn't say a fucking word, but agree. actually did 
our fucking talking with the signings we made. So what if do we, you... If we got to the middle of August and we'd signed our four top targets, if we'd signed Van Dijk, Salah, a top striker and a fucking left back and a central midfielder, let's say five people, really good quality signings. And in the middle of August, there wasn't this wank every single day on Twitter and the papers and people leaking little bits to fucking journals and in the nose and whatever else. But if we just fucking shut the fuck up, got our deals done well, that, and mid-August... That's so idealistic, mate, because realistically... It's that's not. Not, it is, though. Because if, if, you see all, if you see all of the other clubs making big moves and big signings and we, you don't hear a peep out of our club, our fans would go into meltdown. All it, the would you agree? come out and say is, we're doing our business behind closed doors and we'll announce it when we're ready to announce it. Would you agree that this is our biggest transfer window in recent history? Uh, uh, no, no, it's our biggest transfer window no, sorry, in three I'm years. Sorry. Ever. So far, Summer so far, was as big it's as our this. smallest transfer window because so far we've spent three million pounds. Now, and this, is, this, is, this leads back to the point around war chests and 200 million and putting that out there, right? It's like, I just don't understand why the whole hype is about us having our biggest transfer window ever. When in, in fact, that's just, just off the back of a load of hype. We could end up spending, net spend could be 20 million. We could end up spending no more money for the rest of the summer. There's nothing to be. We're coming off the back of a season where we've we've gambled players for just league games. Hang on a second. So we came off, zero sense. Lads, it's like this didn't happen fucking three years. ago Correct. Three years ago, we came off the back of losing the league two games from the end. And what was our net spend? And having fourteen players from January till the what end. What was our net spend that season? 60 million, was it? 60 million. 65 million. 65 million. Well, they forget the net spend. They still no, spend. They still spend. The yeah, net spend is a lot of bollocks. So let's drop spend. that. It's a, it's a, like, because other transfers going out. It no, I disagree, Andy. Just... We should be spending 100 million, at least 100 million net this summer. Net? It, it makes absolutely no. What, it what does because, it, if, if, because if we make back 100 million in, in sales, right, and we've spent 200, we should spend 300 million. But if we can strengthen but, uh, our side and our 11 and our squad and still get rid of dead wood, why just spend for the sake of no, it? No, I agree with you 100%. It doesn't matter how much we spend because we could have gone out and spent fucking 40 million. We could have spent 50 million on John Stones last season and we could have got Joel Matip for free. So you can't say and to me, though, that this is our biggest transfer window. Phil, whether, I think you mean most important. Phil, important, whether most important. Player, I don't you... mean as in the actual amount that we spend. I just mean and where we want to get this club to. Like, what, we, we okay, have... but your point then is different because what everyone out there, when you say the biggest transfer window ever, the fans, fans on Twitter, fans on Facebook are immediately associated yeah, I, I didn't that mean in with value. the money spent. I just mean like if we want to, to kick on as a club, we have to sign the right players. We can't get this wrong. Um... And that's like, what are you all laughing at there? Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I was going to the lay. Thanks, Scott. I was going for a slice. Kind of need to set up his laser. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 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 that's what I'm getting at, Jamie. Because this whole thing is a hype machine at the moment. Yeah. It's 200 million. It's mm. our biggest window, and people are just looking. It's the money no, being Phil, spent. It's 80, 100, 150, 200 million. You only have to look at. No, no, you only have to look at that. I, I, I don't care the actual value we spend. I just want us to go out and buy five starters. Great. That's it. Agreed. I don't. I don't care Agreed. how much yeah, they yeah, cost. By virtue of fact, you're buying five starters. The, the average starter is costing you 40 million. But the, yeah, yeah. The, the 15 million has now become 30 because of the new influx of money in, in, in the sport. But I just want five starters. I don't care where they come okay. from. I don't care if they're fashionable. As long as they're there's, a difference. There's, there's a difference between Tapas. the last... It's like starters, mate. It's like, a, it's like a full meal except it's all starters. Tapas! That's what you want. Tapas! <laughs> Try tapas, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Genius, This is a bollocks conversation. You may as well just go home. What's the best thing you're going to say today? I just want five stars. Grab that mic and just drop it on the ground. Tapas. Neil Gray, everybody. Thank you. I'm here all week. You see, you see, Jorgen Klopp onto Michael Edwards. So, what's the plan this summer, boss? Tapas. 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 We're tapas. Boom. And then we'll end up a fucking ass. The last again. Champions League window was a little bit different. When we qualified for the Champions League under Rogers, it was different. First of all, we have Brandon Rogers, who doesn't attract big names anyway. The club was still in debt. And we lost the best strike in the world. It was before the Sky money, the Lowell's money. So lots of shit, lots of shit. And we lost Suarez. And, you know, the reality is trying to replace that is mad. Yeah, and look, he went out and the the squad needed players. He was given a budget, whatever the budget was. I'd say the budget is twice or three times that now. It's totally different to circumstances. And and, and they they have to have learned as well. They've got Klopp now. They went and got Klopp and not Rodgers and Martinez. So I think they mean business now. Obviously they still went out with the intention. Does anyone think we're not going to sign players? And does anyone think we're not going to sign players that Klopp wants? So really... It's it's way too we still, we still okay, have a okay, fucking, okay. we still have a transfer philosophy. We still went to, to we still went to Southampton. Hang on, Neil. We still went to Southampton to try and lowball them and get uh, Van Dijk a bit cheaper. We're, yeah. still, we're still at that carry on. We didn't we're go still to Southampton. No, no. We went, we went to here. We went, to, we went the opposite way. We, we went, went, to, we went, <laughs> we went <laughs> north instead of south. We went the sneaky. We went the sneaky way about trying to get Van cheaper. Okay, we always do. Yeah. Okay. We still have that same. Hang on, Neil. Just just to wrap this topic up. What do you want to say? Apart from tapas, no. Well, apart from that, if, if you just look at the cold light today, the only one deal we've done so far is the Solanke. under twenty player of the tournament. So so far, everything has gone fucking great. It's a good man. Okay, I just want to leave now, and I think Andy, and I'll let you open on this Andy because this this is the one I want to lay down from. Right, there's a there's a lot of debate going on about RFS should FSG a good owners or bad owners, right? But Andy, I'm asking you now, have FSG broken a promise to Liverpool fans since taking over? Um, I I think they've they've told a few uh, bendy troops. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, like, but apart kicks. from that, like they've done nothing like blatant. To, like they they're not like um Hicks and Gilla. like Hicks and Gilla and leaving this big massive uh, Bank of Scotland debt that's going to make the club go under. Hmm. They're not dangerous owners, <clears throat> but they are very shrewd and. They won't be bullied by fans. Like if you tweet Linda, yes, they will. Yeah, yeah. So they already apologised over the ticketing before. Oh, well, sorry, we're just gonna. No, Sean, up. they 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 did a little reverse on it, but they they got rid of category games and they put every game category. Eight. They're still bringing the same amount of money. Yeah, but that, and it's only and all it's done is it's really, sta- it's only really stalled. It's they don't a pretendy thing. They don't a pretendy thing. Yeah. Apologising to Southampton as well. Mm. Yeah, well, well, I would say, 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 say the fake yeah. it was kill, kill, kill it now. Yeah, that's what they done. Yeah, kill that now straight kill away. Oh yeah, look, the word, the word, look, they were told. And that was that was clever. Yeah, there was no sure, no sure thing. Yeah. There were uh, somebody in Liverpool spoke to somebody in Southampton, and they've said, "What what's going to make this go away? What do, how do we put this? To yeah, bed? just uh, just manage I'm so, an apology, so just to just to just to stall this. We're sending in agent there now with a suitcase full of sawdust and a bag. Where's that E and thing We're getting we're getting distracted. Imaginary. Can you, but they, but going to F, FSG, they, I think at the start they said things like, we've got the, uh, the money to compete with anyone. Yeah. Like they did say that, and mm-hmm. that, that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And they, they did say that they, they said that they were going to build the Alfie Rowan in straight after. They're like, that, they've had permission for that. Yeah. And the Inair has then since come out and said that it doesn't make they're business sense. So, like, there's, there's a lot of things they've said, but, but they're not things that make you say, let's get them out of the club. 
they're decent owners. They're, they they seem like investors. good people. They seem like people out here. Yeah. The club is safe in their hands. But they are investors. They didn't come into Liverpool because they love us. Mm-hmm. They came into Liverpool because they seen it was a good opportunity. But along the way, their motivations, Maria motivations. Okay. Yeah. Dave, I want to put it. I, I, and I want to put it to you, right? And Jamie, this, I'm going to put it to you two guys on, on this one, right? FSG are not owners who want to win things. FSG are owners who want to have Liverpool Football Club on the most football matches on the television. We'll, we'll be happy to see them in the Champions League because, again, it brings in more revenue. But to actually win trophies, to put the level of investment that, need, that you need to put into a club to have you at the very top table in Europe, they aren't those type of owners. And as such, Liverpool fans have a choice now. They can either say, well, I'm happy with us being, you know, with them wanting us in, their cha- in the Champions League because of money, but actually, we're not going to get, get get the winners out of it. So, well, first of all, I think that they do. I don't agree that they don't want to win. I just think that they've said from day one, the club will be self sufficient. So the first question you're going to ask yourself is: Have they taken any money out of the club? Mm-hmm. As far as we know, not a penny. Right? Mm-hmm. Not a single penny out of the club. Now, maybe in the next fucking financial statements they would have taken 100 million out but as we know right now they haven't taken a penny out so every penny that's been earned has gone back into the club can I, you can I excuse my ignorance on this right <clears throat> when we see them financial statements they're not actually statements we never get a, a statement of profit or loss we never get a, f- a statement of financial position they can be doctored. it's highlights so we we actually don't know whether money has been borrowed from the club it's like when Kieran Trippier well you do because if you borrow money out of the club you do know that because if you borrow money out of the club that's what I mean it becomes a debt and it has to be on their profit and loss statement so they don't produce that you cannot access that they do they produce the accounts for the holding company we can't access that it's not published it's not published it's in company's house yeah you can it's in company's house it's in company's house well why isn't it being published all over the Echo or all over the they do well they do analysis of it it is they're a publicly traded company well I've searched they're not a publicly traded company they're a limit even they're a limited liability you'll have to pay for it yeah but somebody will pay for it like Swiss Ramble does it he does an analysis of it anyway let me go back so as far as we know he's a financial guy John Swiss Ramble is his name Swiss Ramble but so Sounds as far like as we know, they haven't taken a penny. He's the cousin of Swiss, Ralph. Are like they trying to maximise how much Liverpool is worth for a potential sale? Yeah, mm. right. So the question then becomes: So what type of owners do we want? We and let's be honest, because we're football fans, we want Sheikh Mansour. That's yeah. what we want, right? We want a guy. Andy does as well. The rest of us do. The, the, I put a billion in. That's what we want. Yeah, but the thing is, with a lot has gone boy with City, and I think what that owner has done there is he hasn't actually got enough credit. Yeah, City I are agree. a global thing now. They're I a agree. franchise that a forced, recognisable football franchise. Red Bull are following suit, but City runs itself. Like okay, so take him out, right? And I maybe Abraham. Abramovich is the which, only real one who which which other lashes one money came out. in. Which, yeah. which owner? Yeah, which owners? Do he we want? lashes money out. But Hang which on, owners man. do we want? Who, who's a better owner than FSG apart from Mansour and potentially Abramovich? And by the way, both of those owners, you know, have made their money off the blood of other people. But anyway, let's put that to one side. Who would we like instead? What about the PSG lads? Qatar. Yeah. Same thing. Their morals are very questionable as well, Phil. Abramovich has a billion pound of cash onto that club. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if if it wasn't him that all that, it would be a Bank of Scotland thing. Exactly. So, you don't know what's going to really happen when he gets barred or when he dies. So, the we want different owners mentality is just like, like who? 
Who? Who's done it? It's a good question. No, I'm. I'm. All I would like is. Yeah, I would like a slight change, maybe in the way we do things, maybe a little bit more ambition. But all in all, I'm quite happy with them as owners. I think. I think you can argue about how they spend the money. I agree. Like their talk of going out and signing the best young players in on the continent has been bollocks. I agree. You know, so they've gone out and. Spent money on overpriced Premier League players, and fair enough, we've got some decent players from it, and <laughs> we've got some not so decent. Steve, players Steve, and I've said this long, said this right. One of the first interviews that either Werner gave or thing, their focus wasn't on buying the best young players on the continent. Their focus was buying best the young best British young players. British players. But they haven't done that either. Well, but the, in their mind, they have. They've signed Henderson. They've signed. Whoever well, else, yeah. Danny Ings, for example. I know, but their operate their operating model when they came in force was: what's the point in signing some fellow? We we were prepared to pay a bit of a premium to buy in the equivalent English version of that because they wanted to build a team that had a British core. Yeah, it hasn't worked. But that's, that, but that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah, well, they wanted they wanted that brand. That was the brand they wanted to go for. They thought that that would would be what the British people would be attracted to. They didn't know that Scousers are anti-British. The worst thing, the absolute worst thing that happened to FSG, right, was that January, was the January transfer window where they sent Carol and Suarez and sold Torres. That was the worst thing that ever happened to them because they thought that every deal they could do a Torres out in Carol in where they'd make that money and they thought that there were loads of Suarez's out there that you could go and buy a 20 million. I didn't understand again. No, but that's the worst thing that happened to them, right, is because they thought that every 25 million pound or 20 million, like that 20 to 30 million, that's where you go and get someone and then you sell them for 100 million mm. and they thought that you could just hold on and sell a big player and then spend the money so I almost wish not that I don't wish we never signed Suarez that's a terrible thing to say but do you know what I mean if it hadn't have been so easy for them yeah, yeah it was almost like maybe their mindset might have been it, different they might have not, gone actually if they needed to spend 40 million to buy they, Suarez they had an easy in they exactly. had an easy in 40 but million Dave, Dave, Dave doesn't, but to me now that's where the whole thing doesn't add up because the first window they do Carol and Suarez. Yeah. The second window, the second winter window, they tried to do it. Again. They do Sturridge and Coutinho. They do Sturridge and Coutinho the next window. They don't no, buy. They, they, didn't, they didn't. They did Downing, Henderson. No, that's in the summer. No, that's the summer. Yeah, no, I know no, that. I'm talking about yeah. the winter window. Yeah. I'm talking about the winter window, right? So the two winter windows they've ever bought players in. Yeah. Carol and Suarez. And. What was the other one? Yeah. Storage and Coutinho. They, they bought Storage and Coutinho in the winter window. Yeah, and then they didn't. Do, they haven't bought players. They haven't bought a, a player in in, in the winter, in winter window since. since. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. was which were two very opportunistic <clears throat> signings. Like Storage was kind of struggling a little bit, lost his re- reputation, and uh, Coutinho was was struggling on Inter. Yeah. So there were two. Like there were two. No, but but my point camels. is, Andy. Every time they've bought in the winter window, which was the two winter windows, yeah. they've bought well. When they've gone in, as they've never, the summer has been very mixed. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. We've always, we've always banged out. We've always, we've consistently banged out twenty and thirty million on single players. Yeah. yeah. The biggest issue with FSG was they were uh, re- reluctant to give players big wages. Exactly. So they were reluctant to give players big wage packets. Now yeah. the talk, the talk of Van Dijk getting two hundred grand a week that show a uh, change. Now none of us would expect any different this summer. If there wasn't like murmurs coming from the club towards the end of the season, that it was going to be different this summer. Yeah, exactly. So fans' expectations have been lifted up by, by these the club. by mm. these small things that, like you said, yeah. have been leaked out by the club. So at the end of the day, they coin it. Yeah, they 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 need to take got responsibility. I agree. I agree. For what's going well, on. Well, I think the if moment. they don't, if they don't have a good summer, they're going to get some very exactly. very rational. There's going to be a lot of people arguing against them. I, I would argue. I'm on the fence now. If they didn't. 
deliver this summer? I, I have to say, like, I try to be rational at the best of times. And this summer, for me now, would... It, it, it means a lot for me in terms of how I judge FSG. If you look at where they've took us from, two, they've built the stadium... They've uh, they've got a new training complex approved and, and on the way. Um, they've made some brilliant signings. They've made some not great signings. They've made mistakes in uh, offending locals. And look, they're not perfect, but I feel like they're growing into the role. I think Andy said it before. I think they've gambled last year on getting top four on a bit of a shoestring. It's paid off. And now, especially after the last time we got into the Champions League, they fucked up in that, that uh, next summer. They kind of have been forced into a situation now where I feel they'll be judged solely on this window. They have to go out and make a statement. They're too slow on everything as well. Yeah, I'm they on the fence now. But that's because they always try and... I get the sense they try and be clever. It's like they Ian always Air. Ian Air should have gone a year ago. You know what I mean? Get a proper CEO in, which they've done now. They should have had a director of football a year ago. Yeah, but Ian Air was effectively I mean? gone the last year. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah, but I think we're all forgetting that he's got Klopp. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. That was the brightest. Ainer was a clap. Was a clap. The best bit we could have possibly had was clap, and they went. There was no one really else available. No they really could have learned more yeah. about the club than a local like Ainer that knows the club inside out, knows yeah. the culture of the city. And think, it's a debate that can't be one because we don't know enough about them. Well, if you use common sense, right? They got the like Neil said. They got because they got they got clap in, right? They got clap in. He was basically the best possible fit at the time yeah. to bring him in and give him big money which they are like as wage wage wise yeah. to tie him up with a budget so will be fucking well, he stupid he into mm. the FSG model completely when he signed up he, yeah but they're still paying him no, 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 what the point I'm making is he's bought into their models completely which is what so, they need so what's yeah. happening with yeah. FSG and there's, Liverpool at the minute is nothing new there's a few, there's a few misconceptions about their model they're like by no, buying Klopp and buying in cheap yeah okay but FSG is model isn't necessarily buying we all thought they were money ballers they have a money ball their fucking model is the point I'm making is that Klopp whatever that model is Klopp bought into that completely when he signed but yeah. you so not, the fact they didn't sign anyone in January that was FSG and Klopp made that decision screw him now, it was it? nobody yeah. else but yeah. do you not think and I noticed it towards a lot, the back end of the season that he his tone had changed slightly towards look we can we can make this work we don't need to go out and spend more money but he's actually come out now and said that I think Sean, he said it before, we need seven players. You know, it's not about net spend. That's all that's, premeditated, that's a, that's, Jay. I but think, that's a, I that's a big change, though, yeah. from what he, that, the narrative that he had been pushing. Yeah, I, I think, I think yeah. somebody as strong as Klopp is like those, you know, strong Premier League managers or, or the top managers out there. When they sometimes want to make a point to their owners, they do it in the public. I they they don't very, do I it in the boardroom. I think you're mistaken to think that anything that comes out of Klopp's mouth... I think you're very condescending to suggest I'm mistaken. Yeah, I'm mistaken. I think you're mistaken to think that anything that comes out of Jorgen Klopp's mouth isn't completely media-centric and completely Well, he did say, he did, mate. There was a direct quote last year when uh, United bought Pogba. Something along the lines of him saying, uh, "If that's what I have if to that's do what to me, win, I give up football." Yeah, or yeah. I'd rather I'd rather give up football okay, than so have to sign players. Now, okay. now, like Mbappe when you see links with Mbappe, and you see links with Van Dijk for seventy million. Do you not think the that, landscape of football's changed though now with the with the influx of money and the more the you know part know of the change? Yeah, they have to adapt well, that's, now. Yeah, that's exactly what you're the, the whole narrative has changed now because Liverpool yeah. have so much more money than they had even this time last year. Then he's starting to speak more about spending more money. I mean, it's just natural. That part of the deal changed everything. Unless unless he knows now that it's impossible to do what he wants to do at Liverpool unless he's realised that we, I can't do what I need to do at Liverpool because they're too high profile when you go looking for a player there's a premium added on, onto it I may as well get deals anymore yeah well you're not going like 
He's not going to get a player for six million that's going to turn into a fifty million player. Well, lads, he might have to pay twenty or thirty that, million for that player. So he might as well so go out and get someone that's a bit more established this, for fucking fifty-six. Uh, look, uh, the question was around FSG and if they're if they're the right lads to win us trophies or not. So simple answer: yes or no. Are they are they the right owners to win us trophies, Dave? Yeah, because I think we've been very close. Yes or no? Yes or no? I started with yes. You said yeah. You didn't say I went into a thing. So yes, Jamie. I think we will win trophies on Yes, I fucking know. This isn't the game. Yes, I think we will win trophies on the It's not a black and white uh, question. Well, I've made it a black and white. Yes or no? We're rebelling against you. Well, I'm going to to say yes, but it's going to take time. Yes, okay. Because I think Liverpool need to... They're they're trying to build Liverpool into another Manchester United. Okay. Where they're self-sufficient and they're going to... You've just been saying all this stuff a second Stephen, we weren't. Yes or no? You didn't say that at all. Oh, no, because you went off on a tangent. No, of course. No, and I'm, I'm actually saying no for a reason. Number one, I don't think we win. Okay, listen, we're talking about many trophies. Uh, yeah, we're going to say, is so, it a yes, trophy so. or? I don't care about a fucking Carling, wanky, whatever. No, the cup cups don't count. Cups don't count. Yeah, so you're talking about Premiership or Champions League. Are they going to win us a Premiership or Champions League? Can I change I my answer so. then? Because I didn't know. <laughs> I don't believe so. Because for two reasons. Number one, I don't think we win either of them. Because the there's, three there's, to four there's years. literally no point winning anything else by the Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree with you. Yeah, you yeah, I don't see us winning either of them in the next three to four years. And I think in the next three to four years, they're gone. Okay, Neil. Well, we're going to win the league in 2019, so yes. Sean, no. No. I don't even know why I bother showing up. No. <laughs> I, can I just say on the there's you no said about, there's no point winning trophy. I don't agree with that. I think I, if we, that I, I think this next season now we have to come away with a piece of silverware. It doesn't really matter what it is, and that's yep. the next league or Champions League. That no, but that's a, a stepping stone. Again, we've got Champions League. Ah, we need to on McGee. <laughs> what did a fucking Carling Cup do when Kenny Dalglish came? He got fucking, yeah, fucking well. Job. Uh, uh, I, mean, uh, I, I agree with Jamie there. Like the like there is this uh, new age Liverpool fan who who is on Twitter like being extremely greedy that doesn't doesn't really feel the day of a cup final it wouldn't even be on it wouldn't even cross their mind to try and get to go to Wembley or anything like that Liverpool fans have a good day at Wembley and they have a good day down on the bus and going home and fans flying over from Ireland and back they have a ball it is an important part of supporting Liverpool is winning them smaller trophies as well you have a ball on the day, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't make a difference when it comes to signing players. No player thinks, oh, you won the fucking League Cup. So, yeah, I'm yeah, but like, well, I don't, it. Yeah, but the fan, question is, me, as a fan, as a fan, I think, as as a fan I'm not asking any of you to change. As a fan, okay. I'm saying, we were as a fan, I don't give a bollocks. If we were United, we won down two trophies. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I, I just want to know. That, that's the gauge. That, that's the gauge, I think, people No, fair enough, but we had this conversation in July, and my whole point in July or August whenever it was before the league started was I'd rather see us play a season of entertaining football enjoy watching the games week to week than actually have a shit season and come out with a cup at the end it still stands no, unless it's fine. the league that's what, no, and that's, that's then, my point yeah. oh, oh. and the question I'll is take a, I'll, tell it, I'll take a year of shit football but to finally my, win a Premier League but, but that was but my question I, 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 they will do a poll tomorrow to see what people actually what listeners right. think all 75 of them who will retweet us right? so, <laughs> but it, no, well, the good thing is our, our 75 listeners have 14 accounts each I know so we get loads of this that's the difference right there that's how we're on top of the so it's not a solid 2000 <laughs> just to finish there on, on no, FSG 20,000 just to finish on FSG I think my concern is that they're, they're not risk takers and they always try and be savvy and, and outsmart people and I think that's going to ultimately hold us back okay. you know what they're what would be classed as trying to be cute whores 
right? And that, that's ultimately it. They're always trying to get that little deal, Talk get that little game. fucking. No, it's not even talking a big game. It's that. Lads, I've, I've, I've one that, question. I'll give I'll you a question. Like savvy and being risk takers at the same time, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying they're neither. I'm you, saying they're you, not. You can't be savvy and not a risk taker. I'm not saying they're savvy. I'm saying they're they try to be. Oh, they try to overcomplicate and be too clever. I think it's a big Ponzi scheme. Time. I don't think it's a big, anyway, look, it's a a big massive Ponzi scheme. Just a big pyramid scheme. Neil, Neil. I've one, I've one last question, a serious question to deal with tonight, right? And, and, oh, and it is genuine. Lovely. You know, mo- an awful lot of the fucking Doree or Dust Monsters out there still have an issue when it comes to Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Right? So This is very serious, I can tell. It is. And, I I, no, and, and look, fair play to Rodgers getting married and he seems to be very happy on his wedding day, lovely bride and all that type of stuff. <laughs> but given what he's done at Celtic, mm. right? And... Looking back to the two, first two seasons he had at Liverpool, like, do you understand why nobody would consider him to be a good manager? Like, I, I think that, that what people, in my view, Brendan Rodgers is a manager who gets the points that are in that squad, but he won't get any more than the points. And achieving what he did and having an unbeaten season in Celtic is actually a, a phenomenal achievement. It's a great oh, achievement this season, and I think he's a top manager under that elite layer and, and we as a club want an elite level manager to br- drag us because we don't have the spending power mm. we need a manager be- we need a manager better than our the sum of our parts yeah. ultimately yeah, we said that a million so, times yeah, our exactly. manager has to overperform exactly our manager needs to overperform in order to have a manager or to give yourself the best chance of your manager overperforming you get a better manager than what your club probably deserves yeah. mm. and that's what we've done with Jurgen Klopp Brendan Rodgers gives us the mean he is the average. Yeah. And that, that's can I just challenge you for a minute? Because your point about uh, Brendan Rodgers needs to outperform. So when he was the Swansea manager, right, and they first came into mm. the Premier League, they were the biggest overperformers in the league. Yeah. Right? So he did it in his first season at Swansea, right? Okay, his first season at Liverpool probably hit the mean. His second season at Liverpool, he overperformed massively. Mm. Third season, poor. Then he's gone to Celtic and done what no other Celtic manager has ever done, overperformed. So I actually think it's harsh to say that he doesn't, he'll never get more out of the squad than what's there because he's consistently done it throughout his career. Can he do it at an elite level club, I think is the question, whether he can do it on a consistent basis. But, you know, what he's just achieved is phenomenal. I, I mean, think he could. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I think, he'd be, I think if, uh, if he's backed and given... What, exactly what he needs I think he do well like the likes of Chelsea because yeah. the players that we were linked to the, the whole shit that came out when Rodgers was in charge of the, the committee it was always his word against theirs the players that we were linked to that are apparently coming from his size the likes of the Williams, the Sanchez's the Mkhitaryans like you get, he has got an eye for a player and like apparently he wanted to bring Van Dijk to Liverpool is mm. that right? Before, yeah. From, yeah. so I think he has got the eye for a player he's definitely a good coach because he's, yeah. he's, okay. he's good okay okay I want, I want to take that point and I'll put it to Andy and I'll put it to Jamie on that one, right? I think Brendan Rodgers is very similar to Kenny Dalglish in his second spell at Liverpool where he performed better when he didn't have as much control over the players that were in the squad than when he did have full control over what players were coming into his squad. And in that way, he's gone into a Celtic team where he hasn't overhauled the squad. He's made a, a couple of additions last summer and he's more or less worked with the, with the tools he has there and has actually got the best out of them because he's, he's basically he's a co- coached because he's, yeah. he's a coach. Yeah. He's not a manager, he's a coach. Yeah. So Andy, I'm putting it to you that he, Brendan Rodgers in the, content, in, the, in the pure continental system where you go in and coach teams and you coach yeah. to get the best out of them would actually sue him down to the ground more than what the traditional yeah. English... He, he, needs, he, okay. he needs to build up a bit of a reputation. There is this kind of um, 
embarrassing look about him. Like he's he, David Brent. Yeah, and people see that and they discredit him because of that. And some of his comments are very, very cringy. Well, they're not well, discrediting him because of how he looks. They're discrediting him because he because said, of how he behaves, because yeah, of things he says, because of how he looks, yeah. because it. <clears throat> Certain like little videos of him on the training pitch and stuff like that, and the being Liverpool. Uh, but that, that's not him. The club decided to run that. Yeah, but, but he said the words yeah, that came from his mouth. He did talk a lot of shit. With his envelope, well, managers do on the training pitch. He did, he did talk a lot of shit. He did talk a lot. Okay, so to, to, to make me point, um, when he's in the media, I had to switch off. Yeah, I didn't. I, it didn't do for me listening to him. Yeah. It annoyed me, but I had absolutely no problem with Brendan Rodgers on the training ground on match day making his deci- different decisions he's done a fucking unbelievable job at Celtic and people want to make excuses as to why that happened like it's some major coincidence like that it's nothing to do with him totally discredit him and he's done a good job with us he took us as far as he could he was the right manager at the right time um, it would probably take him a while maybe a bit more than a successful season win the league with Celtic to build that reputation for a team in Spain or a team in Italy or a team in Germany or somewhere he wants to work on the continent for him to say oh you know what like uh, uh, you know we, 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 we give him a big job here people think it's like it would be mad for him to go and manage in Spain but David Moyes got a job in Spain like Gary Neville got a job he in Spain Spanish. it doesn't fucking like He's, he could get a job with anyone outside Real or, or Barcelona. He could. He just wouldn't know. He shadowed that Barcelona, didn't he? He did do a bit well, of shadowing that Barcelona. Here's the thing about him. Uh, it could be that he has an ability that when a team builds up some early momentum, he has the ability to keep that going and to, to, to keep that team believing for the season. The season ahead for him is huge, simply because it is the worst Scottish league there's been in as long as I can remember. It's fucking abysmal. But you can only now, be what's in front I, of you. I've done that to you. the maximum. I agree, You're 100% yeah. Yeah, of the I, domestic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not denying that. But what I'm saying is, it's a poor, poor Scottish league. So beating what's in front of you isn't as hard when the league is that poor. When they go next season to the Champions League and they're in the group stages and they take a couple of beatings because Brendan Rodgers has never proven to be actually effective in European football when we've had him, be it Europa or Champions League no. football. He's proved to be very, very naive. If mm. he does that next season with an inferior your squad to what he had at Liverpool ultimately from a European point of view and they get pasted how does he pick those players up at the weekend do they fall to a 1-0 to Falkirk do they fucking have a 1-0 no, draw he got pasted in the Champions League this season hmm. I think he got a little bit of a raw deal at Liverpool initially because he wanted the job so much I know the whole committee thing we call it a committee but I know they have that at every club and these people are there that select the players coming in Listen. and going out he signed up he just took that because he wanted a Liverpool job so much he signed up to it and I think if he had if he, if with the benefit of hindsight if he could go back he wouldn't take the job that easily without having some ground rules in place that would have made his course in Liverpool a little bit easier yeah, he was bent over about barrels for his whole tenure yeah. even when he got rid of uh, yeah, Pasco and all when he was forced one. to take Pasco and all Look, that's when he should have went okay as I said, from from everyone here in the pod, we just want to say, well done, Brendan Rodgers. He did a great job there in Celtic. Yeah, and I, like I mean, sure I, I'm sure you're talking about this because of like the the, the hate that exists. Oh, I listen, mean, there's absolutely no excuse for fella, hating Brendan Rodgers. No. It's insane, Andy. What I couldn't, what, hate the, the reason why I wanted to, why I wanted to put it is because the amount of hate that went towards him because he got married. Like it's just it's off the charts. Yeah, Basically, yeah, there was a picture. Yeah. Somebody there yeah. was a picture put out of him getting married, happy on his wedding day with his missus, right? Mm. And the level of hate that's thrown at him because yeah. he's getting married. Our fucking ex-manager, like a, yeah. a, a fella, a man, not who, Roy Hodgson, now. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers, exactly. who got us to finish second, and, and, and a man who came in and he like look, 
Suarez did like him. There was lots of the players liked him. He loved the club. They, and he loved the club. And he gave his heart and soul. He, I think he yeah. might have bottled it in the Champions League season. He kind of reverted to yeah. a very protective, protecting his job. And But that's natural. That's human nature. Well, I think the man should. did nothing wrong. On Fo- footballers on should the tra- be commended because he dropped the turkey and he married a fox. <laughs> and that's just... Footballers on the training training pitch, they spot a fraud very, very quickly. And if you look at the players that have come out and spoke very highly of Brendan Rodgers as a coach, that tells you everything you need to know. I think his issue for me is that after an unbelievable season in which he was absolutely at the centre of everything, let's not give that nonsense about Suarez. He built a system to get the best out of Suarez and the players around him and and produced some of the best football I've ever seen in my lifetime. And you can't take that away. His problem is that he, the job was probably a little bit too big for him at that time. And in that last season, when the pressure started to come on top of him, he abandoned his beliefs and then lost his identity as a manager. And I think that was his issue. That's a great way to end it off. Right, two last questions before we wrap up here. Andy um, and Steve-O and Neil especially and, and, and the rest of you. Uh, so everyone. <laughs> to everyone around the tables. Um, strangest place you've knocked one off. In the bunker. That was a joke, lad. How do you know? I've yet to knock one out in the bunker. Yet. Um, I've just done one in your pocket. That's <laughs> 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 not my pocket, mate. That's my hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> felt like a jar of liver. Go on, Andy. I'll let you feel this I'm one. All, I'm all <laughs> decoration. If someone, yeah, yeah. You if don't someone, like talking about wanking on the pod, no? It seems very inappropriate. <laughs> 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 Go on, Sean. You're young for you. You must have done. Yeah, you must be bad places. Left, right, centre. But you can't do a bus. Now from the old job, listening. There's like a little washroom in the old job. I went down there one day at my lunch. One day, just the one. One day, one day as, if in, as if one day a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day and two. A, I think a better question is when is the worst place you've gone to? Butcher. Yeah. Right. Crafty butcher. Hey, love you here. Like if a jar of liver. Is there a bird in the jar anyway? No, definitely not. <laughs> Do you know what one thing I will say? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what one thing I will say? Just heat it up in the microwave. On that question, only weirdos eat liver. Yeah. Oh yeah. 90% of the customers coming up to me that were but they were always a bit weird. Do you know, do you know, no, 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 you said there's no bad. There's no, no, what you said. Going back to what Andy said, don't like a jar of liver. It's actually starting to add up now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fucking weird people bought liver. And he, like, a load of liver as well. Like, Not just helpless with bald spots and long fingernails, kind yeah. of fucking thing. Do Dirty like, long fingernails. Dirty bastards, yeah. So, yeah. You, say they, what they, would you, you know the way, like, uh, you know, we've your ever into fishing you're into fishing yeah actually. I did like a bit of fishing you get liver and you put it on the wall or whatever in your garden and then all the maggots come along yeah. so would you say all them weirdos on got loads of maggots and all into their jar as well no because you can only get two heats out of the liver in the microwave <laughs> and then you have to throw it out last one last one which annoying celebrity footballer would you love to punch celebrity footballer yeah the, the example given here is Ben Shepherd. You know, oh, Jonathan Wilkes. Why is oh, he still no. Jonathan Wilkes. Why is he still knocking around? Jonathan yeah. Wilkes is a great show. Yeah, he's actually. a fuck. He's Robbie Williams, mate. Yeah. That's him. That's him. <laughs> no, you're not wanker. Uh, Jonathan Wilkes. And he's no. always the skipper. What's your man's name? That he's the fella from the north. Paddy. Paddy Kilty. Paddy Kilty. Oh, the goalie. I'd love no, to hear. I'd love to hear him a bang about hole. <laughs> straight across the face he wrecks my fucking head even our footballers they just play <laughs> football Tim Lovejoy as well that's celebrity that's celebrity fiction you like Tim Lovejoy yeah I think he's I love Sunday brunch worst person ever do you not like Sunday brunch no 
Tim Lovejoy. I like, I like Sunday brunch. I love Sunday I don't brunch. hate Tim Lovejoy. Like, no. he wouldn't be top of my list to go to. Paddy Kildy, though. Paddy Kildy's an awful thing to say. Pat Nevin, but doesn't ask the question. Pat Nevin. You hate Pat Nevin. You hate Pat Nevin. Why do you hate Pat Nevin? He's a conceited little prick. He's horrible. Ollie Moore's as well. He's a likeable guy. Fuck off. Whenever he's playing, looking at them things on ITV, how Chloe Tilsley, he fucking had trials with Newcastle when he was 15. Like, who gives a gay? There will be yeah. girls that I would know, like I know that. I know he isn't on the Sudbury football match, but again, on an Andy show, your man Paddy Mulligan, that's on Morning Ireland or Ireland AM or whatever it's called, who does the football reviews, and he just hates Liverpool. Brian, Brian McFadden, he's one of them. Yeah. yeah do you know what? Yeah. Not, no word of a lie. He actually played. Brian McFadden played a game for the local, my local team, uh, St. John Bosco. And around in Ben Manning and Field. For the Bosco? Yeah, he played a game for the Bosco and he was actually decent. And I'm not joking, there was about a thousand people there. I've never seen that <laughs> like every night. It was fucking mad. And at one point, was he playing as a banger? <laughs> no, he played. He was a banger. The funniest thing about Rara. <laughs> 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 he was fucking global pop superstar at the time to play as a banger. That fella looks the image of Harry fucking Styles. Yeah, that's because it is Harry Styles. And it was literally. It was in West. Slice pump and the funniest thing was after the game signed a few autographs and gets into the back of a fucking uh, Opel Corsa oh, <laughs> not even a Ford <laughs> not even a Ford or he had to well, fucking like pull the seat back and get in the back it was fucking a thousand people turning up to watch a junior football match <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing weird going yeah, on here. Yeah, he's definitely not. <laughs> that's what I swear to God, I'm not joking. He was it. doing a stint with some team. Uh, Beachcombers, wasn't it? Ten years. Well, Beachcombers, <laughs> and um, they played against. It was either Kilimanjaro or Green Park. In Green Park, though. Yeah. And uh, Kerry turned up, and she parked uh, on the side of the pitch, just kind of on the road, and uh, she didn't know that like this area <laughs> full of riffraff so he's playing away anyway and within like 10 minutes everybody away. heard that Kerry was in Green Park and all the scumbags came and they were all sticking their dicks up against the windscreen she <laughs> 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 yeah, probably knocked every one of them off as well she's gone to Iceland <laughs> she, she's been bipolar yeah, ever since <laughs> she, she, she is told you no boots the car and all sorts and <laughs> Were, yeah, it was just oh, a race for carry on and uh, Brian McFadden. Did you ever get done for whipping your dick on it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, where's no, the strangest just... place you had a wife? I was watching a match on the sideline and he just, he just, done, he just done a forest gump off the pitch like, and into the car and fucking blew off. And it made me laugh when he went on to Twitter uh, taking on Oasis then. <laughs> yeah, he wants to have it. He literally wanted yeah. to have a strainer on voices. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Strainer. Yeah. Yeah, he was looking for a strainer. Why can't these put our guns and yeah. their fucking bombs down and we have a strainer on voices? Yeah. 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 And I have a strainer. And I wrote to keep them. Was like, yeah, come on. He wanted it. He wanted to take off. He wanted to take off. Brian McFadden won a fist fight with ISIS. Brian McFadden did that. That's it, lads. Well done. <laughs> right, so uh, that was this week's pod. Um, bit of a just tried something different, put as many people as we possibly can in the room and have a bit of crack and see what came out of it. Um, by this time next week, we've probably signed Salah and signed Van Dyke. Have we signed them yet? 
How are we signing? Uh, it's done. 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 Uh, right, done. big thanks as ever to the Astro Park Especially, especially, I've got your your thing um, for letting us have the Bunker Mark 2. Um, we'll have to tell them when we see them next time, but that's great, it is. Uh, as, as ever, get down to the Owl Astro Park to play your five-a-side, seven-a-side football. And um, if you're playing on a, on a Monday night, we might uh, be able to video you and have a laugh at you while we're doing the Periscope. Um, and also then, big thanks again to the lads that came in with Sean with Neil with Steve with Andy with Jamie and with Dave we have myself Phil Casey until next week good night God bless and we might have signed one player by this time next week time to fire up the grill time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavour to pair with those burgers ooh I love their beer cooler (laughs) you love their prices even more wondrous selection helpful guides ridiculously low prices Total Wine and more Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.